And now, right to your hosts of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down-to-Earth Landscape Design, and with me across Zoom once again is my co-host Matthew Dressing. Hello, Matt. Hello, Joanne. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. That's right, and we want to thank everybody for joining us this evening and uh, here on Down the Garden Path. Tonight, we are continuing our deep dive into landscaping, hardscaping, and and, uh, all things in our industry. And we are going to be talking about pool design and pool landscaping with Connie Cadeau of Toronto's Garden Retreats. That's right. First, we'll start off with a little bit more about uh, Connie and Garden Retreats. Since 1997, Garden Retreats has been creating residential gardens across the GTA. Their philosophy is to create a garden that will reflect your family's lifestyle and provide years of enjoyment. Ultimately, to achieve a balance between the client's wish list and the actual implementation of the garden. To create a sustainable garden, one that will work the, uh, work the existing site and to minimize the environmental impact. So welcome to the show, Connie. Thank you. Welcome. It's nice that's to have a, you here. That's a load, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, well, it ties in with our opening too, right? A lot of that, you know, the stuff that we like to, uh, you know, to say to people down to earth, sustainable living, all of those things. So yeah, so we're excited to have you here and we're excited to do a deep dive into pools in the landscape. What, and pools are certainly a hot commodity thanks to COVID, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so when people call you and they're saying they're considering uh, purchasing a pool, uh, what are some of the things that they should consider? Well, well, the first thing is really think about how much space you have because it's all about scale. Mm-hmm. And most people are inspired by maybe a vacation they went to or a friend's pool for, for the look of the pool they like or the general layout of the landscaping. Because once you decide that pool, then everything kind of evolves around it, right? Mm-hmm. So do you like contemporary? Do you like freeform pools, which have curves? Um, and it's all about the shape of the yard too. So this, this, the pool shape and size are extremely important to decide first. Um, and then <clears throat> again, like, yeah, sometimes I think about, do, do I want my kids to play volleyball? Do I want to swim laps? Is it just for lounging, entertaining, and uh, splashing, you know, and there's so many safety factors too now. Um, As you may know, a lot of the deep end has people really not putting diving boards in anymore, because the problem was if the pool wasn't really long, they would come to the middle part, which sloped up towards the shallow end way too quickly. So 
people stop putting diving boards in, however, still having deep ends. And the beach entries become very popular that you can just gradually walk into or even put lounge chairs. But however, that takes up a lot of room. So you got to have a pretty big pool to do a beach entry that gradually flows into the bottom of the pool. So, I mean, a good size is anywhere over 30 feet if you can do it, but not all the backyards can can accommodate such a large size. So even 14 by 28 is a decent size for a residential property. But again, um, some people are disappointed when they find out that with the setbacks, that's in the municipal zoning, that they can't do a pool the size they want. So Mm. if half your yard's gonna end up being swimming pool, then that's something to consider, you know, if you want that look, but it's definitely uh, an oasis. Yeah, for sure. So that that would kind of um, help you consider the pool shape and the size. And again, every municipal zoning, you have you have bylaws that are different in every municipality. So Mm -hmm. there's also a lot of construction issues involved with each municipality's rules. It's becoming more and more complex. Yeah because yeah. of the volume of pools that are happening now. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically it's garbage. People don't think about the waste, the removals. Mm-hmm. As soon as yeah. you've got a garden design of any kind, it costs money to take things away. Yeah. So recently the government, and I just found this out this week, has created a new bylaw that's province-wide. They want to know how much fill you're taking out and where you're going with it. Ooh. And you have to get it signed off. So it's quite interesting how they're, yeah. I mean, I guess they don't want the municipalities to lose that valuable soil. Yeah, yeah, for depending sure. Depending on where it's coming from. So yeah. that okay. answers, um, and, and again, too, um, how long you're going to live there. Mm-hmm. And that's something you want. You want something that can grow with your family if you have a young family. And which is why a lot of people are doing it, too, because. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a place for their kids to come back with their grandkids someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do homeowners, when they're calling you, um, do they already know the type of pool they want? Or is that something they're looking for help for you to t- tell them uh, the ins and outs of a vinyl versus a fiberglass versus a yeah. concre- concrete pool? I know budget's a big part of that, right? Yeah. They often do have a size in mind when they decide or a look. Yeah. And then sometimes they call the pool builder first and then he calls me for the design and the permit. Um, but yes, they, then of course, money is a big factor because the first budget, you know, in terms of less to more expensive, the fiberglass. So that's like a giant bathtub that's okay. craned over the house. Right. And then the second one is the vinyl liner with the steel wall. So that's referred to as a vinyl pool. Okay. And the third and most expensive is the concrete. It's really called sacrete or gunite. Okay. And so what they, it's like a giant pool of, of stone and then they, they polish it and it has a really beautiful lagoon look. So it is the Taj Mahal mm. of pools. Yes. But, you know, it can be a hundred thousand or more for that. Pool. particular stone pool 
Yes, here in Ontario, Canada. Yes, yes. <laughs> can only imagine so, other, and it might be standard in places like California, right, where weather might not be yes. as much of an issue. Yeah. So the liners can so are often replaced around 20, 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. yeah, people are often surprised at you know the total package with landscaping because you've also got your permits, your drawings, and then you've got your pool equipment. And you have to have a place to put that pool equipment. So that's mm-hmm. part of the bylaw that they don't know where it is, how big it's, how big it is, the setback from the fence. Um, those are something you've got to tell the, the city. Right. So there's two. There's actually two departments that the city that you go through. There's engineering and zoning because they're uh, two different issues with the pool. Okay. So excellent. And then some municipalities you must maintain. green space. So they want 50% of your backyard to stay green and that water counts. Mm. It's not, in some municipalities, it does not just like artificial turf, but don't get me going on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole other show. We've done that show too. We've, we've done that show. So uh... yeah. And even (laughs) that's getting to be a huge category. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, it looks like we have a couple of questions. Yeah, let's hear Matt. Oh, Matt's muted. There There we go. go. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Ben has written in and uh, Ben asks, how does an infinity pool work? Oh, well, an infinity pool is is basically a vanishing edge. So if you have a yard that slopes away from the house, or somehow you can elevate the back part of the pool, then it looks as though the edge is running right over. And basically it, it does really run over an edge into, it's like having a small pool at the bottom on the outside and the water runs down into that and recirculates. Okay. Almost like a pondless water feature, right? Would that be of the course, same idea? You know, having, it only looks good in a certain way because if you've got, if you you can't do it if your yard slopes up, well, that's not true. You could do it facing the house, but you wouldn't get the impact of the water running away mm-hmm. and meeting the horizon, perhaps. Mm. Like if you're lucky enough to live on a lake, um, it looks like it's going right into the water. Mm-hmm. And and I actually saw one installed uh, by a Toronto company just because they had pictures, the top of a hotel in... Um, I think it's Mumbai, you know, where they did all those modern buildings. Yeah. And it was like on the 70th floor or something, a, a vanishing edge. Wow. Wow. Sorry, that that wasn't your question, but yeah, it, it looks it looks really great if you can do it right. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Thanks for that question, Ben. Yes. Thank you, Ben. Uh, Bonnie has also written in. Bonnie says, are saltwater pools popular? What is the benefit, if any, of saltwater pools? Thank you, Bonnie. Well, the salt is is a little bit easier on the body and slightly better for the environment, but it's still still salt as opposed to chlorine. And then there's also bromine, which is not Mm -hmm. quite as popular. Mm -hmm. Yes, some people are putting in salt water pools, Mm -hmm. but I have to say that not very many. Really? Most people are just doing the chlorine. Okay. So we converted our, our um, chlorine to salt water and yes. it, it has uh, tremendously helped our family um, 
uh, our family in the sense that we're no longer because there were so many issues with um you know because there were several people i've tried to stay out of pool pool chemicals but uh, my husband and the two boys i thought you put the chemicals in no you you know or i already put them in and i put in more so we had a lot of trouble and it drove my yeah. husband crazy that he couldn't that his pool would go green or would go cloudy so we have found that uh our investment in turning it you know buying the salts i forget what it's called generator and switching to salt has really uh, helped with maintenance and has been much cheaper as well because we put the few bags of salt in in the spring and then maybe he'll add another bag midway through the season but uh it's definitely um yeah, yes. we definitely, we definitely yeah. like it. So installing it's a bit more expensive for the equipment, but that's yeah. yes, that's true. But as far as salt running out or chlorine into the grass, it's not really that much different in terms of right. going back into the water table, right? Yeah. When yeah, they drain sure. them or or down the drain in the street. Yes. Yeah. So um, so anyway, so I, that's that was just our experience because we were chlorine for when we bought the house, it came with the pool that had chlorine and uh, um, you know, when we were constantly like liquid, liquid chlorine and pucks and, you know, it was always a little bit of a, and anyway, so I have, I can say that for our family, it has definitely worked and been worth it. So. That's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Claudette who is also written in and Claudette asks what, uh, sorry. Yeah. What I think she means is the minimum depth of a pool providing that the pool is long for a diving board or a slide. The minimum depth. Well, the majority of them start at about three feet and get deeper up to nine, nine feet in the deep the, end. Yeah. The deep end would be nine feet for, to accommodate a pool and, or a, a slide and a uh, diving board. Right. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's more the distance too. It's got to be a big, like yes. a lo much longer yes. deep end than, yeah. For the transition. But again, like I said, the diving board is not very popular for that reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, the, the liability insurance. People like yeah. diving rocks, you know, just mm -hmm. to kind of jump off. Yeah, yeah. But three feet is about the minimum you, you'd want to do. You have a few steps. You mm -hmm. wouldn't want to go any unless you have the beach entry, then it's gradual from one step down from the coping. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and so just to follow up kind of on Claudette's question, um, just that, that distance from the diving board to the transition, is there a minimum length? She, in her question, the pool she's imagining is, is very long, but is there a certain distance requirement from the diving board to the transition that you need? So that you can, are there any bylaws or restrictions that? Not really for that. Oh, okay. okay. But nice. you won't see a lot of people do a nine foot deep end. So that, that would be pretty critical about having a, a gradual slope up from that deep end. Mm. That'd be hard to do if it wasn't really long. Yeah. So right. that's what, that's why you don't see a lot of it because it's, it's very hard to work around that and have your stages going down from the shallow end or a, a tanning ledge, they call it, mm -hmm. gradually getting down to the deep end. 
or some people have continuous steps, like maybe four continuous steps to get to the shallow end. Right. And then another slope towards the deep end. So it, there really is, it depends on the individual pool to come up with the ratio. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the different manufacturers. There's no set rule as, as to how far away you have to be. So right. any pool builder would make sure it's designed properly. Right. For that site, mm-hmm. size of pool. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Unless you had the fiberglass and it's already dictated. It's the big giant. Bathtub, insert. like you said. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Are they light though? Or they had like, they're not as heavy as a bathtub. Like I think of. Well, it's, it's fiberglass. Mm. So they, um, you know, they have to get a crane of course. Yeah. But the thing with fiberglass, it has to be perfectly leveled and installed because if it cracks, you have to pull the whole thing out. You can't repair it. Mm. So the base has to be done hundred percent correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a good, you know, hopefully there's not a lot of settling after it goes in, put it that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But they are more cost effective. Okay. Okay. Um, I've heard to people, I actually spoke to someone today, um, people that have dogs, that seems to be the preference for people who have a dog that like labs and stuff that are going to go in the pool right? That seems to be what the deciding factor for them is to go with a a fiberglass versus vinyl. So they can't tear the liner. Yeah. Yes. That's correct. Yeah. So, so for all our dog lovers out there, then that, that's your option, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Accommodate the dog paddle. That's right. (laughs) Accommodate the dogs. Um, So that is good. Are, what is your favorite time when you're designing? What is your favorite uh, kind to design? Size, like shape, sorry. Be more specific, Joanne, sorry. Shape. <laughs> well, the, the, the square is just so much more practical. But as you know, Joanne, when you're designing something, sometimes the, the place will just lend itself to that mm-hmm. organic look and the, and the, or they have a, a nice like a sloped yard where you can build up a waterfall naturally in the back and they want a waterfall mm-hmm. so i've seen some of your designs that look great that mm-hmm. accommodate that nice but a lot of people don't like the organic look they you know the the x generation mm-hmm. and under they like the clean contemporary look yeah yeah. They want the white chaise lounges that don't get dirty. <laughs> There's no birds around, no bugs or bees, you know, yeah, yeah. in that perfect world. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes there's practical things like this. If you're going to use a solar blanket, you know, it's, it's much easier with a rectangular pool than it is with a curvy pool that has a funny shape to it. Yes. You know, the outside, like the walking areas, you know, when it's, when it's a rectangle can be a little bit more um, conducive to, you know, lots of space um, and entertaining. Um, But yeah, I mean, there are some yards that don't, you know, some of those triangular pie shaped lots and stuff that, you know, don't really lend itself to a a rectangle too. So it's, it can, it can, it's definitely a personal, it's definitely a personal, uh, uh, personal yes. approach right yeah if you have a big pie with an irregular corner 
then you can waste a lot of space in that corner trying to fit a square in while maintaining the setbacks in the narrower mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 A lot of, I think people look out at their yards and they say, Oh, the yard is really big. Mm-hmm. And so I can have a big pool, but um, sometimes it's not like you said, things like the setback and, and drainage and a lot, there's all a lot of other kind of limit limiting factors that go into where a pool gets placed. Correct. Well, even um, our, a lot of municipalities have the tree bylaw, which is something I was going to mention in terms mm-hmm. of planning. And you all, people often overlook how much, how much of a room you have to stay away, the setback from the tree trunk. If it's a big tree, it can be, you know, three to four meters. And that, think of how much room that takes up in your backyard. Yeah. So again, it, the expense of getting an arborist now to do a report, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. so you're, and then some municipalities need grading. So then you've got to get a surveyor to do the lot grading plan if they don't have one. So there's all those things that you need. So they should really find out from a good designer who knows their stuff to mm-hmm. tell them what they need in advance. Yeah. So there are no surprises. Mm-hmm. And even pool, like back to trees, even some, sometimes people say, oh, I don't want to keep the trees. You know, the trees can come out for the pool. But in some municipalities in the GTA, you then need a, a permit to take out that tree, even if it's in your backyard. That's right. And they won't always grant you that permission either. Mm, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain trees that they value a lot for cleaning the air, mm-hmm. you know, such as all the groups of maples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lindens, locusts. So, so people don't realize that's those like the conifers. They still like they're not going to let you cut them down either. But the uh, deciduous trees, as you know, clean the air, filter the air more than. Yeah. But I bet you, if you look down from the sky, there's a lot of swimming pools now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Somebody, I was just talking to a pool a contractor last week, and I think he said in North America, um, like Ontario, is like fifth in in uh putting in new pools like we're fifth in the in north america so it's pretty incredible considering our our summers are not that long (laughs) there's already a shortage in in the steel Mm -hmm. so a lot of people that call now are going to be disappointed Mm -hmm. yeah in the delivery Mm -hmm. yeah yeah big shortage from last year yeah. Yeah. I think we can speak to that a little bit in that COVID because of the demand has increased, but then the supply things have kind of slowed down as far as the supply chain last year. So, you know, yes, contractors, uh, pool contractors are booking ahead and they're obviously all right now booking into 2022, but it still means that people for 2021 are still waiting 10 to 12 weeks approximately for the steel and for the kits to come come be in stock so it is a it is right now requiring a lot of planning right and a lot of patience and for and could be the permit now with the municipalities Mm -hmm. could be four weeks or more now yeah 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 remember this time last year we we didn't think there was going to be much activity yeah i know yeah, we had a week there where we didn't know that we would even be working, right? And at the beginning of 2020, and uh, and then we went, you know, from zero to like 2,000. <laughs> so 
to warp speed. Yeah. Yeah. Warp speed. That's for sure. That's for sure. Matt, do we have any other questions? You are muted again. I'm sorry. I was just Put that making a note. Down, <laughs> I didn't want to hear my clicking. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we have no questions at, at the moment. Um, but maybe I will just take a quick second to uh, thank you. Thank everyone again for uh, joining us here uh, live on Reality Radio 101. Uh, I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co-host Joanne Shaw. And you're listening to Down the Garden Path. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path each week bringing you interesting, relevant, and helpful topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from our wonderful guests like Connie that join us here on the show. Don't forget, you can spend more time with us down the garden path. Find us on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, please subscribe to be notified of new content, like, share, and leave us a comment. And you can also find us on our respective websites, Joanne, you can find her at downthenumber2earth.ca and myself at naturalaffinitydesigns.ca. And as I wrap that up, we do have a listener question uh, that pops in. Liam's got a big one here for Connie. He says, hello, do they make in-ground pools with side safety walls anymore? I know there's a slope normally for the deep end and to the shallow end. But a friend of mine had a pool made probably 40 years ago, and the side walls of the pool slope up as well to get out of the deep end in case of an emergency. Thanks. Enjoying the show, Liam. Hmm. So That's really interesting. I, I, I assume you mean you mean uh, there's a, there's sort of a, a dip in the side, like a shelf that they can stand on. Mm -hmm. uh, I have not seen that for in, in any of the pools anymore. Yeah. Perhaps it could have become a safety issue where people maybe jumped in and didn't realize there was a shelf, but they do have seats. I've, I've seen pools designed with, with sitting shelves. Mm -hmm. In fact, yeah. they did one that's on each side of a waterfall. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, the steel walls do not um, accommodate that, uh, but you will, you will see seat walls. And some okay. of the fiberglass ones. Okay. Uh, and what I forgot to mention was the hot tub built in that way. Mm. So in the corner, mm -hmm. a lot of people put hot tubs in. But yeah, would you? Sorry, would you just, that that's a different subject. But it, to answer your question, no. Yeah. No, you've got to either have a ladder to get out, or you go back to the shallow end. Right. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask about new trends as well. And I think the hot tub, having a hot tub incorporated in your pool is, is kind of a new trend the last couple of years. Definitely. But remember, it takes up space in that corner. So you're limiting yourself to mm -hmm. the, the shape of the pool. Yeah. So again, um, I've done some curved ones that it lends itself a little bit better in the curve because people aren't expecting it's not really a lap pool. That's more of a leisure pool. Right. Right. And the other fastest growing category is certainly the swim spas, mm -hmm. because with our aging boomers, they, they, this became a way of exercise and it's even people with physical disabilities. And all of a sudden it took off in the market that people were using to actually exercise at home. Okay. Right? Maybe just arthritic joints, especially. 
just thinking quickly, Connie, um, maybe for our listeners who haven't heard of the, the swim spa definition, what is a swim spa specifically? What's that look like? It's like a giant hot tub and you, and the size can be up to uh, 19, 20 feet. And it's got to uh, swim against the current so you can turn up the intensity and, and actually do laps. You can attach yourself with various uh, equipment to different do different exercises. Yeah, so quite amazing. It, it's huge. And you don't need a permit because it's got a, a cover. Oh, okay. And are they like five, only maybe five feet deep or what's, or? Well, they sit above the ground, but if you, again, if you have a slope, you can build them in and put a deck around and it looks quite attractive. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So basically it just looks like a giant hot tub. Okay. But more of a rectangle. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. The minimum you would want would be like 16, 16 feet or otherwise you probably wouldn't be able to swim in it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there are some that have an independent hot tub and swim area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, the other thing I wanted to mention about the hot tub built into the pool is we often use our hot tub in the winter. So typically, right. The, when you have it incorporated in the pool, the pool gets closed because you can't leave that open. That's right? right. Yes. Yeah. Seasonal. Yeah. It's yeah. only seasonal. So that's something for people to, I guess if you go south for the winter, then it's okay. But if you're staying yeah. home, then, uh, then that's not something to consider maybe. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And if you have limited space, the, the swim spot also has to be craned in. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I could see it's that. quite big with the uh, motor on the end. Mm-hmm. And can they, you said they can be dug into a slope. Can they be dug in even if it's flat? Like even if, even a few no. feet? Well, no, no. As, as you know, we, we, we have a colleague who mentioned that they did build concrete walls recessed around it, but that's something new to me. I have not seen that. Mm-hmm. Usually has to sit on a concrete pad. Right. Right. And one end has to always remain open for access uh, for the motor. Yeah. For the equipment. And that's usually where the stairs are pushed into that end. And then when, when they need access to the motor, they pull up the stairs. Okay. Okay. That's good. So that's a good option for people that might have limited space as well, right? Yes. Yes. So that but is again, good. get on that order because, you know, they're, they're selling fast. They are, they are selling fast. And uh, yes, where I'm in the middle of designing one and the contractor said that, yeah, the waiting for the steel is kind of 10 to 12 weeks. Um, and swim spas, same thing. Same thing, swim spas. For any related items. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, it's a popular item right now. Um, Matt? Yeah, we've got another listener question. Patty has written in, are tile pools popular instead of a liner? I know that you can get a printed pool liner that looks like tiles, but do people actually get decorative tiles for the interior uh, of their pools? You know, in our climate, they really don't use tile like that. Mm -hmm. You can use it in a wall above the pool level for a water feature, but you won't see that in our climate because it just doesn't hold up in the winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we see those if you go to the Caribbean, right? And pools and hotels or in in, uh, the warmer countries, they often have a tiled pool and it does look so... It does look so nice, yeah. So nice and so Caribbean, but definitely 
uh, not a favorable thing in our, no. even though our pools are closed, it's still. Um, and you're right, the liners are, they, they can, they're trying to make them look as natural as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit? I mean, I know I'm biased but because I'm also a designer, but I'd love to hear you share with our listeners um, just the importance of a plan of a landscape designer. Um, I was on the phone with a person today who, who said, you know, she didn't even realize they needed a design. They started already working on their backyard a couple of years ago, and now they want to put in a pool and they're trying to patch everything together. And she said, I didn't even realize that I could get somebody who, who would do a design. And I, I was shocked by that. So um, speak to a little bit about what goes into a design. It's hmm. one of my favorite sayings, a, a landscape without a plan is only a wish. Mm. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. When you, when you tell it's sometimes you, it needs no introduction with many people mm -hmm. because if their friends have done the work um, or you, you, you compare it to a building, like you would never even put an addition on your house without a plan because you can't do it anyway, or no one would build a house without a floor plan. Mm -hmm. So if, if you, describe the landscape as the same it's an even bigger space in your backyard and you're going to treat it like different rooms with different uses and and once the designer finds out what you want to do back there then he or she is able to help you create all those spaces and connect them properly making sure that you have enough room to do everything so if you want a putting green if you want a swimming pool if your sons want a sport court you, you can't piece those together and do them after you have to have the overall plan, perhaps stage it mm -hmm. because not everybody has the money to do everything they want right away. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you know, that's one way to protect yourself that you get a plan, you get a quote, this is what I'm getting and this is how much it is. Nobody's going to come back to me and say, well, you forgot this or no, you forgot that. <laughs> and I want to see, I want to make sure I know everything I'm paying for up front that I'm mm -hmm. getting. And it's all included. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the designers, as designers, we're thinking about all the practical things, like where does the pool equipment go and the setbacks for the pool, but we're also looking at how their lifestyle, right. And looking at the yes. traffic flow and yes. looking, I always say about the importance of the views from the house you know, in front of the kitchen window isn't where you want to put the pool house or the shed, you know, the shed that holds the pool equipment if you're going to put it inside an equipment, you know, so we're, we're looking at all the pretty things, but we're also looking at all the practical things. Um, and often exactly. things that, you know, that many people don't realize the like a the pool um, solar blanket, you know. Yeah. I have gotten, um, you know, designs from people oh, I have a design, I just want you to get the permit for me, which I usually don't do anyway. But sometimes I, I see the design, it's not even practical. It's not even something they can actually do. Mm -hmm. You know, and I remember my teacher, one of the best things she always said was, I don't want a pretty picture. I want something that, I, that works, mm -hmm. right? It's functional. Yeah. It's not just a pretty picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. the last thing... Sayings. Yeah, the last thing we want to do is design something that can't be built, too, right? Yes, and I um, and then again, it's all about everybody working together, a collaboration. Whether you know it's the pool person or the uh, person that's going to do the um, planting. Unfortunately, not everybody's one-stop shopping, so those people really have to 
you know, be good to each other and realize, okay, like I'm going to be here first. Then the next guy is going to come. I don't want to dump concrete in the ground beside the pool. So when the poor guy comes to do the plants, oh my goodness. Then you tell the homeowner, I hate to tell you, but you got to remove a foot of soil around the entire pool because there's no, there's no way we can plant in that earth now, mm-hmm. you know, cause new plants, new soil Yeah. or the pool, the pool person has come and then you get a call. I'd like to do some planting now. Well, again, that's backwards. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You can't have big trees. Cause number one, you don't have the room anymore. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've had that happen where, you know, they wanted big trees and the pool company left, you know, 18 inches between the concrete and the fence. And it's like, well, that looks like a lot of space. Well, it really doesn't. But anyway, to the homeowner, it did. But realizing that big trees come with three to four foot root balls, right? So, yeah. So I think and and that without machine access, they can't get them in. Yeah, you have to go in first. Yeah. And I think that's where people think they can save, you know, not that we charge a lot. So the, you know, whatever money we charge as designers, um, they think they can save that money because they can deal with the pool contractor and they can deal with the landscaper and they can deal with the gas company and they can deal, you know, that they are saving money. But really, in the end, they're not because of the, you know, and we can come countless stories about where you've had to undo something to redo something. Mistakes cost money. Yeah. Mistakes cost money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like no architect is free. That's going to design your house. So Mm -hmm. it's money well spent, right? It's cost effect. Basically you're saving money by having that plan. It's your insurance that everything's going to be installed exactly how you see it. What would you say about pool companies that don't provide designs that, that just kind of say to the homeowners, it's okay. I can, uh, I know where to put the pool. Where do you want your pool? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a little more complicated too, because the the days of just putting a pool in without a permit are gone. So they have to come up with something on paper. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they used to take this land survey in and draw it on there. And that that was the pool (laughs) permit, Uh, you know, but now, it, it does require at least some thought, you know, they have to consider the setbacks, but if it's five feet from the fence and you're going to put a three foot walkway and they use concrete, you can't, what have you got left to plant? And a lot of municipalities want you to leave the two feet for drainage. Right. So where's your, where's your plants? They're not yeah. there. They're not there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. sad, but we don't see the tree canopy anymore that we that we do in these older neighborhoods because everybody wants the columnar trees yeah they want instant privacy we're not going to sit that they're not planting the beautiful big oaks and maples Mm -hmm. that we love so much to see in neighborhoods yeah yeah well i think some of it too is our yards are so much smaller as well well yeah you can't you know and they don't want leaves in their pool Mm -hmm. so even though we're talking about pools there's that catch-22 you know, with the environment. Yeah, it, there really is. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think it's, it's, it's funny. We, and we have trees close to the pool, but we don't seem to have an issue with that. So that's good with leaves. They, they seem to, they come on, the keys come fall off before we open the pool and the leaves fall down after <laughs> we've closed the pool. So we've got a, uh, we've good. got a, uh, 
<laughs> trees that uh, have cooperated. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Yeah, and as long as there's some ground for them to to expand underneath, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, you know the some in the soil in the neighbor's yard or underneath the the pool, you know, at least the, it'll go down and find the ground, hopefully, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Do you have um, trees? What do you recommend to be planted? Because there's always a concern where people are worried about what trees to plant near a pool. Do you have a a couple of uh, your favorites? (laughs) Well, again, it depends on the size of the yard. And, and, you know, uh, even even myself, I planted an oak in the back and I know the the neighbors aren't going to like me in 10 years from now, but I did it anyway. (laughs) But uh, Again, it's really hard. Like, it, I guess you wouldn't plant willows. That's about the only thing, right? You could plant yeah. pretty much any tree. But I always tell people you can still, even though you don't want one big tree, you can at least do something with smaller canopies, like, you know, catsiras, chanticleer pears, ivory silk lilacs. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of those trees that will stay a little bit more um, compact on the top. Yeah. They're not going to want the chair, you know, the, the cherries and the crabs as much as we love them. Yes. Yes. That's true. They that's belong true. in the, you know, in big, big yards that where the, the debris can fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soon we'll be seeing the cherries. Soon. Yes, well, definitely. A little while, but. So Matt, we've got a couple more. A couple more. Uh, Patty has written in a, a follow-up. Um, she says, do they still bring in these one-piece fiberglass pool units uh, by helicopter? I know uh, Connie said that they bring them in by crane. Have you have you seen helicopter anywhere in, in our area? I have never seen it by helicopter. No, me either. Well, Patty, I don't know. I've done some pretty exclusive neighborhoods, and I guess I haven't been in the helicopter one yet. <laughs> No, the answer is no. So, so not up by us, Patty. You do need yeah, a it's not by to us. close off your street for a crane. So, oh, do you really? Yeah. Wow. Usually they need that much room to wait, yeah. you know, to to do the balance. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Quite right. spe- well, it depends on how, but some, some neighborhoods have small streets, so they have to close it yes. off for a bit. Yeah, that's oh. true. But sorry, Patty, no, I have not seen that. No. But if you want one, let me know. I'm sure we can arrange it. It'd be fun to <laughs> Yeah. You would need that special army ho- helicopter. What's it called? The one that can balance in the air? Know. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know my helicopters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that can that can lo- uh, lift, uh, I forget, Um yeah, it, it's it's a, a helic army helicopter that can lift quite the load. Okay, there you go. Well, maybe if one of our guests know, or I'll look it up. Uh, maybe as we uh, answer Tom's question, Tom has written in: What about safety for drains in the in-ground pools? I've heard about people getting hair uh, caught in suction drains at the bottom of the in-ground pools and drowning. So safety for the drains and the, the intakes mm. in the in-ground pools. So well, Joanne any- has a pool. She could probably answer that, but I, I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, I haven't either. We There is a 
drain at the bottom of ours. Um, but to get down there and to be able to stay down there because it's so deep in the deep end to get because I have a lot of hair too. So I haven't uh, had that issue. Um, I don't know if those are maybe the older pools, Connie, that, um, you know, maybe. Yeah, because most it? of the water is drained out from above. Yes. When they go to empty it. Yeah. And then and then that skimmer, it's off to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be an old one because I, I'm sure they've addressed that as, as well as many other things over the years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if there's no diving boards for the most part and, and yeah. lots of different safety things, they have changed. Because, yes, there's no suction. Like, it's just a drain, but there is no suction to it or anything like that. So, um, so yeah. So, thanks for that question. But uh, I don't think it's... Uh, applicable anymore and there are so it's always changing isn't it and all the different cities and municipalities and towns have different rules around fencing the pool and um, gates for the pool right Connie from the house Toronto's still the only municipality where you have to fence off the house from the pool mm. so if you have an existing porch you got to figure out how to put a gate there your fence has to be a certain your, your railing has to be a certain height anyway depending on how high your deck or porch is off the ground. Right. So there's okay. two sizes. The mm -hmm. pickets have to be spaced certain distance apart. Yeah. Children's safety, you know, which is important. Yes. Uh. Self-closing gates, depending on if you, if you inside the pool that you have to be able to reach over and open it from the inside. And then just like your gate coming from outside, you got to be able to reach over and mm -hmm. interior closing latch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So windows, uh, everything comes into effect in some municipalities. Mm -hmm. You have windows the kids can climb out of. You have to put locks on the top. Walk okay. out basement, close yeah. that off too. a gate yeah, at the top. A gate at the top. Out. Yeah. We are, over, we are a safety country. <laughs> we certainly are, aren't we? Aren't we? Uh, yes. And the different, I mean, but some people, I think it's, it, even if it's not required, it's a nice peace of mind to know that the, the pool is kept separate, that you can let your kids play in the backyard separate from the pool. That, uh... Yeah, some people still fence off the entire pool if they have enough room, mm -hmm. right? And they can just open the gates and then go back there and, you know, use yeah. the pool. Well, mm -hmm. It still has to be fenced off from the outside of, from right. the, side of the house. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, back to the um, the trends. The other trend is the like water tying the water features. You know whether it's a modern pool. I'm seeing more of like the walls and you know water um, weirs coming into the pool, uh, and or like the rock. You said if there's a slope, we can create a lovely rock waterfall. That type of thing. So people yeah, are that's natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about terrible. Oh, <laughs> yes. We're talking yeah. about ponds next week with Aquascape. And so oh, that's, good. yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to that show. But it's, I think it's really fascinating how people have incorporated both together. And the, the, um, the water spouts, mm -hmm. the fountains that shoot the water across like a rainbow. Yes. And there's colors at night. Yeah. It looks pretty neat. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Is it a huge add-on for those? Not many. No. Oh, expensive, yes, but not oh, okay. many, not that many people do it. Oh, okay. One thing I should have mentioned was the cover. Mm. What's become quite popular is the port is the cover that 
closes the walk-on cover. So kids can actually walk on this cover. But again, it, it's, it's quite expensive to install it. But um, the municipalities would are almost ready to approve that as a, an enclosure, acceptable fencing enclosure for the pool, wow. as opposed to fencing it off from the house. Now, are these the ones like even in the summertime, like the more that they're, it's almost like electric that you close the pool? Yes, ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. It rolls back into the deck somehow, mm. the pool deck meaning. Right. Which is okay. the referred to as the area you walk around the pool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which would work for rectangular pools more exactly. so than, yeah, than yes. curvy so pools, that's another right? bonus of having the rectangular pool. Okay. Because okay. solar covers are known to be dangerous. Mm -hmm. I know one of the callers was mentioning the um, drain. Mm -hmm. Well, this was a serious problem for a while where kids would actually fall in and get under the cover and drown. Yeah. So yep. people don't use those solar blankets anymore because they're not attached. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People got trapped and kids got trapped underneath it. Underneath it. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So yeah, so as we wrap up, I mean, could you have any final words for, you know, considering pools in the landscape or any tips? Start your plan now. Mm, and, and I didn't even prompt patient. you. <laughs> just be patient because it's, you know, it's something you work through together. You always tell people it's not your design, goodbye. It's we work through this until you get what you want. So mm -hmm. And that gives them some comfort zone too, because often they don't know what they want. So it's harder for us when we have nothing to go on. Mm -hmm. But if their friends, if they had even have a picture or, oh, I saw this on your website, I really like it. They'll at least you have something to build on, right? What is that focal point? If it's not a pool, what's the wow factor in your backyard? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if it is a pool, where do you want it to go? And we're going to build around it. And what other features would you like? To me, every garden needs fire and water anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Somewhere. Yes. Yeah. And plants are the icing on the cake. But unfortunately, more and more people are putting less emphasis on, on plants. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think that's a shame because I think they don't realize that plants do a number of things. Like the shade around a pool is, is helpful on those really hot summer days. It is nice to have a bit of shade and, and uh, your house too. It, mm -hmm. it, it cuts down on your heating bills. Yeah. Shade yeah. tree. Not everybody wants to sit in the sun. Yes. So people should always consider some kind of structure that their friends can sit under, even if it's a cantilever umbrella. Mm hmm. Because yeah. people are more mindful of, of the sun now. Yeah. This feels great in the spring. Like today, days like today. Yes. Oh, you, you just welcome the warmth of the sun so much. But in July, it's a different story. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think the privacy that trees bring, you know, and I know I, I, how many clients have told you this, where like, oh, my neighbor has lots of trees. Yeah. So I'm good. I don't need a tree. Yeah. And, and you cannot, I won't say this so many times, you cannot base your privacy 
on what your neighbors are doing because you know two years from now they're going to put in a pool and they'll yeah. down those trees and then the two of you are like standing there looking at each other over a yes. you know six foot pool fence <laughs> You're absolutely right with I nothing between you yeah. you know wood and wood and wood so um so yes please everybody yeah. especially a mature tree i know i had a client she was in tears calling me and telling me you won't believe this they cut down the tree in the back yeah and yeah she wanted to move it was heartbreaking mm -hmm. yeah. for no reason at all, you know, except yeah. that, oh, it, or people say, well, the tree's messy, you know, well, a lot, it's just, that's yeah. the way it is. It's the Luke and the loser leaves, you know, it's mm -hmm. part of, it's part of the cycle of life, right? That's right. That's right. And you can't change your mind, you know, once it's so final, I think that's the thing that, uh, you know, you cut down a tree and there's no putting it back up. Right. Yeah, I just think that people should really think about the earth more and, and it's mm -hmm. good for the earth. Right. Once you tell them that, oh, why do I need that percentage of green space? You know, I just want to pave my whole backyard. I'm not a gardener, you know, you don't have to be a gardener, the right plant in the right place. Mm -hmm. And everybody can have a garden. That's right. It doesn't have to be a lot of work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on uh, Down the Garden Path. I, I really appreciate it. And I'm excited that we got to do this deep dive and, and talk all about pools in the landscape. <laughs> deep dive. Uh -huh. <laughs> I knew we just dove right into it. We did. We did. We did. Oh, all right. Well, I will talk to you soon, Connie. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. Pleasure. Bye. Thank you, Connie. Bye. So, Matt, how are things? Are you getting ramped up to uh, go to the uh, the garden center? Are you going back to work? Or are you still at the college for a bit longer? No, still at the college for a few more weeks. We still got our final exams. We got lots of projects on the go there. So we've still got a number of weeks left at the college, but things are warming up and people are getting excited. So the garden centers are ramping up for sure, for sure. Um, and I'm getting calls myself for consultations and some designs, uh, et cetera, which is always exciting. So I got lots yeah. of different things going on for sure, for sure. Excellent. So, but yeah, like Connie was saying, today was gorgeous. If, if you haven't been outside or had that bug yet, yeah, I'm sure you will this week for sure. Mm -hmm. How are things with you? How are things down to earth? Yeah, things down to earth are a little crazy. So uh, yeah, it's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong, but I'm booking <laughs> uh, designs into April, mid-April already, the second week of April. Nice. Um, and just trying to space, because, you know, I can see, it, you know, 20 people in a week, but I can't do 20 designs in the week, right? So I'm right. having to, uh, you know, spread them out and, and really try to stay on top of everything. So, uh, so it's been good. It's been great meeting new people that have been calling and inquiring about different things and uh, looking forward to it. So balance between the whole full landscape designs as well as some uh, planting plans for gardens that, you know, landscapes that have already been installed, but now they need a planting plan. Uh, so yeah, so it's, um, it is the season never really stopped. So it's exciting, but uh, um, yeah, just trying to do the best we can do with the time that we have. And I've been working with Connie, who's one of them, other designers. We've been kind of uh, meeting over Zoom uh, weekly, just, uh, you know, brainstorming ideas and how do you do this and how do you do that? And, and just making everything try to, to work more efficiently. So, uh, so that has been good. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. 
Very busy indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, some upcoming shows. Mm-hmm, we do. We do. Oh, well, do we want to wrap up our month? We talk about quickly our, um, our landscape month, our landscape contractor, landscape design focused month. Um, we hope you all enjoyed it. Um, I think we had some amazing guests this month. And hopefully uh, you're taking a little bit of a different perspective or look at the different facets in your yard as far as hardscaping and landscaping or softscaping goes. Uh, and we've got lots more to come as well. Um, we're going to, like you said earlier in the show, we've got uh, Ernest is going to talk about water features and the trends in ponds as, and adding a water feature to the landscape. Ernest William from Aquascape Inc. Uh, .ca. We've had him on before. Mm-hmm. He will, he's excited to come back and oh, catch good. up with all of our listeners. Um, that's great. I'm looking forward to it. I did a number. We did two, I think we did three or four water features last year. Nobody so far this year, as far as the designs go, but you never, never say never, but, uh, yeah, it was a blast last year. Um, they all did something different and, uh, it was great. It was great. So, um, I was going to ask, uh, Connie and I'll ask, um, uh, Ernest as well, but maybe you too. Um, pond pools or the natural pools yeah have you seen those as well where they've got the the pool structure usually mm-hmm. like cinder blocks dug into the ground uh, or another prefab form but then they've got the plants the pond plants naturally filtering through mm-hmm. all of those so you're actually like swimming in a pond but mm-hmm. you've got a cleaned and defined swimming space yeah uh, that you can maintain so have you I have not seen them seen yeah no no I haven't seen them here I know um, anybody who follows that on Instagram uh, definitely look up Matt Heiner uh, the yardist so he does some amazing swim spas or swimming um, ponds uh, but they are he's in Colorado <laughs> so yeah. uh, so yes, uh, I just love, I mean, I love that idea. Me too. You know, I do, I do and I don't, I'm not a, like, I am a swimming pool person and not really like a lake swimming person. So to swim with the fishes and stuff is not my cup of tea. So I have to say it looks like a good idea, but I don't think I would go in it, but you know, but it looks cool. And so, so definitely a shout out to Matt. Um, so I'm excited. I think it's been a great month. We've learned a lot from all of our uh, guests and next month, we are, do we want to tell everybody what we're doing next month? Oh yeah, we need to tell them. We do, because they're dying to know, they're dying to know that we're going to be talking about lawns. That's right. April is lawn month, everybody. Exactly. Uh, so. so we won't be here the first Easter uh, Monday, uh, but we will be back on the following Monday with a lawn Q&A. So everything about lawns, so gather your questions. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you everybody for joining us here down the garden path. Look for me at uh, downtoearth.ca and Matt at naturalaffinities.ca. Yeah, CA. So we'll (laughs) see you next week here on Reality Radio 101. Thank you for listening to Down the Garden Path with your host, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing right here on Reality Radio 101.